All right, all right. Well, again, welcome. It's, uh, it's so great to have you here this morning. As a church, we've been traveling through this uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting, just looking and saying, God, we want to set this, this time aside for you to be focused as we start 2024. And, uh, and it's been such a, a beautiful and a fantastic thing. Uh, today, just, uh, just so you know, if you're not following along, today the prayer topic is marriage. How many of you men know that God wants your marriage to be rocking awesome? Amen? And, uh, and, and at the same time, the devil wants to do everything he can to destroy your marriage. So I'm believing in Jesus' name for marriage victories today. Uh, but today I want to transition. Look at this. We've got Ed Griffin. Everyone, everyone give it up for Ed Griffin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it over to him and let him introduce himself. I'm so excited for today. While he's doing that, I'm going to grab him a water so that he's got it. But uh, Ed, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. Is this quick. good? Is this on? All right, guys. Yeah, how's it going? What a day to come out here, right? So yeah, the Mets, um, yeah, I'm Ed Griffin. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. A lot of you guys I know, but probably a lot of us, we don't know each other at all. So my wife and I, Sherry, have been coming to Resurrection Life Church since the old, you know, barn days back in the old 44th Street. And uh, we have 13 kids together. Six, six, thirteen, thirteen kids together. Six boys, seven girls. One of my boys is out here, Josiah. There he is. He made your food. He made our food. Dude makes a good cup of coffee. This kid is a faithful servant here. Uh, By the way, that was a good ad with the French toast. Um. We've served in a lot of ministries here over the years, and we were missionaries in Mexico for about four years, um, sent out by Resurrection Life Church. Um, so it kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of who I am and what my <laughs> life's like right now. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Cool? 13 right. kids, woo! All right, uh, so... <laughs> So with 13 kids, what's your life been like with prayer? <laughs> now, as we, <laughs> Lord, help me now. Uh, so we're, we're going through this series on prayer. We're looking at different aspects of prayer. And uh, my question for you, Ed, as we get going is, what has your experience in your life been with prayer? Wow. That's a... Well, I'll tell you what. I, you know, we kind of talked about this, right? And I'm like, Lord, what, what do I say, you know? What do I say about that? And, and he just brought me some time to some times in my life um, that were just super distinct in the way the Holy Spirit worked in those moments. And I felt like he wanted me to, to share some of those times with you as it relates to, to Scripture. Can I yeah. get into a couple of those, right? All right. So... Like, Tim and I were talking the other day, just real quick, and as I'm kind of meditating on this, I, to begin with, I thought, man, what was it like for those disciples to sit there and have Jesus say, trust me, uh, it's going to be better that I leave? Yeah. 
I mean, I, I can't imagine it, you know what I mean? Because it's hard for me to imagine what it must have been like to be a disciple. But for him to say that and, and, and grab, uh, you know, for, for them to grab a hold of it, it was like, wow. What, what was it like, you know, for those guys to try to navigate that? And, and, and back to how these guys worked through it, ultimately... They waited for the promise of the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Jesus said, wait. And they waited and they received the promise of the Holy Spirit. And that's, as the way the Holy Spirit's worked in my life and, and some examples that line up with the word, I'm going to share them with you. What time? So let me, all right. I'm going to do these chronologically for you. Um, there's a few of us here who know a man named Ted Porter. He was an elder here, a pastor, a mentor to many people, just an amazing dude, right? So when we first started coming here, I kind of, you know, I kind of stumbled here, I guess, I feel like, you know, now I know it was a plan of God, but at the time I didn't, you know, I just, I, I kind of got drugged to a revival meeting and God started working in our life. And in the next thing you know, man, I'm, I'm all in. I'm just that kind of dude, you know, that when I get into stuff, I, I tend to be that way. And and I was dealing, Josiah's going to learn something about me today, I think. I don't think he's ever heard this. Um, so at that time, we had two kids. And I, I was really struggling staying married. I was, I was a really selfish guy. I didn't know it yeah. at the time, but I, I, I was. I liked to smoke weed. I liked to drink. My wife was none of that. One of the reasons I was attracted to her, because I was like, hey, she's exactly like I want to be, you know. And it was the truth. It was a lot of it, you know, outside of other yeah. things. But so I'm coming to Resurrection Life Church. There's prayer at the altar. Every Sunday I know I'm supposed to go down and tell pastor, I can't quit smoking weed, but if you pray for me, I know I will. And I never do it. Yeah. Not one time. So I go home one night, and we've been going to, to church for a while now, right? And I'm kind of pacing the floor, and you know, my wife's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm, man, I, you know, I'm just mad at myself. I should have went down to, you know, told pastor. I'm, like, I'm calling in work tomorrow. I'm calling in sick. I'm going to church. I'm gonna tell Pastor Dwayne what's up. Yeah. I never called in sick, ever. But I did that day. I lied. I'm sick. I'm not coming in. Yeah, you're just sick of being like you are. That was a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I was. So I rolled one up, smoked one on the way to church. <laughs> Just telling you the truth, all right? This is, and I get there. This is Monday morning, right? I'm finally going to do it. I walk into church. There's the secretary. Hi, can I help you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here to talk to Pastor Dwayne. Oh, it's his day off today. He's not in. That's what I said. I'm like, what? What? She says, but um, there's an elder here named Ted Porter. He might, you know, probably got a few minutes if you want to talk. I had a little bit of a buzz. I didn't really want to say no. I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> but I didn't know. All right. I'll, sure. I'll talk to Ted Porter. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like, I just didn't want to be rude and say no. I don't want to talk to him. So I go in and I, I, I go into this office and in walks this dude that's 
Ted's just a, a, a short guy, man. He's not a big dude, you know. And he's like, so, how can I help you? What can I do for you? And I'm like, I have no, I'm thinking in my mind, I got to think of some questions. What do I want to ask this dude? I ain't here to talk to him. So I ask him, hey, what do you, you guys had a pretty big service the other week. What do you guys do with all that money? That was, seriously, I asked him that question. Hey, I'm on the, I'm on the fly, man. I got to figure this out. Man, why do people raise their hands? You know, he, he had every answer. So I ran out of questions, right? I'm like, and he had an appointment coming, so that was kind of cool. I could get out of there. But Ted said one thing. He says, uh, well, I'd like to pray for you before you leave. And, man, I was there for that. You know what I mean? But I wanted Dwayne Vanderclark to pray for me. <laughs> so I stood up. I said, all right, man, you can pray for me. But I got some things I'm not very proud of. I'm not about to tell them to you. No problem, he says. <laughs> Maybe he didn't say it that way, but if you know Ted, he probably didn't say it that way, right, Tom Blackford? Anyways, Ted, hey, God knows what you need. And Ted starts walking back and forth. He's praying in the Holy Ghost. He's praying in tongues. And he turns, and I don't know how far away I am. Maybe from me to Dan, maybe a little further. Well, we weren't close, you know, because he had been leaning on that desk. And and he takes a step towards me, and he reaches out his hand. He says, in the name of Jesus, I break. And after the word, I break, I didn't hear anything. But what I wanted, you know what it was like to me? I want to explain this to you, and maybe you saw this commercial. It was a Bose stereo commercial, and there's this dude in a chair. And he's down low. And the music's coming across the floor. It was just like that. And down I went. Ted, he tried to run and grab me, but he, could, he didn't make it. You could ask Bernie Blaukamp. If Bernie Blaukamp was here right now, he would totally corroborate this and say to this day that I broke that chair, and I probably did. So anyways, Ted leaves for a minute. He comes back in. I'm still on the floor. I don't even know how to pretend this happened, let alone <laughs> no understand it. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there, and he says, don't worry, brother. Just let the Holy Spirit work on you, and I'm kind of fish eye and I'm like what are you talking about and I but here's the thing I get upright and somebody's standing right behind me that's what it feels like right here he says now you won't have the desire for that anymore <laughs> and I dumped my weed out the window driving away from the church that day and God set me free in a moment of time and and it's and that's awesome I mean that's just like a start of so, so much but what I want, what I'm, the scripture verse that I want to share with you pertaining to that, which one is it? It's Romans 8, 26. There it is. I got it marked. <laughs> there you go. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession. For us, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Ted Porter didn't need to know what I needed. Yeah. And he knew it. I mean, that's like, to me, just stands out like, wow. You know, he didn't need to know. Yeah. Just that gift, the way the Holy Spirit moved in that situation. Let me tell you another one. Time is that I'm doing good. So... 
I graduate high school, make some mission trips to Mexico. God calls us in a powerful way. Like he makes a visitation in my room in Mexico and I'm there. He audibly tells my wife what city we're going to because she said, I'll never move to Mexico. (laughs) Those were her words. I'm like, well, Lord, if that was you in that room that night, then you know what to do. And uh, so we're moving to Mexico, right? Seven kids, pregnant wife, two really good friends helping us move in a 12-person van. I'll save you the time. It's 11 people and a loaded trailer, right? And we're moving to Mexico. Norm Van Polen knows. He helped us big time. Somewhere outside of Dobbin, Texas, my van blows a, a main seal, I think is what it called. It was leaking oil out of the back like it was its job. I mean, the back of my trailer was covered. You know what I mean? The diamond plate and the, it was, it was oil everywhere. We pull over, man, and, and my buddy's a shade tree mechanic, and he looks at it, that ain't good. I think most of us could figure that one out. I know, but that ain't good at all. That ain't good at all. So I have this friend, right, in Dobbin, Texas, but we're a long way from Dobbin. I don't know how long, but you know what? When your car's leaking oil like that, it's anywhere is too far. But we're out somewhere, man, and it occurs to me, man, we got to pray for the van, right? That's what I'm thinking. We got to pray for the van. And I knew, man, I'm like, Tim, we got to pray for this. His name was Tim. It is Tim. Tim, we got to pray for the van. You know, and inside, man, I wasn't there praying for that van. You know what I'm saying? I just wasn't. I knew it. I knew it. So. In Jude, the 20th verse. I'll finish the story first. I pray in the Spirit. Maybe you can look it up and have it on there ready, my man. I'm praying in the Holy Spirit because I know I ain't there, man, to lay hands on this van and ask God to fix it. It's leaking like a boss. So that's what I did. I just spent some time. I said, dude, I need a minute. I just walked away. I don't know for how long. (laughs) But I know when I came back, I said, all right, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we pray for the truck. I get off at the very next exit and buy a case of oil, just in case. I never used a drop of it, man. And, And Dobbin was like maybe 100 miles. And this is on a Friday, and the dealership's not open till Monday, right? And I got to get to Dobbin, Texas, where I got a place to stay for free with me, my wife, my two adult friends, and my seven kids. Man, those people were cool to let us stay there for the weekend. We never used a drop of that oil. Got there, got the thing fixed. I said, you know, I said to this Tim, I said, man, you know, God probably would have just made that thing like a brand new motor if that's where my head would have been at. But but you know what? He met me where my faith was at. I believed when we prayed for that truck, and we made it. 
because I read it. Read the verse. Yeah. Uh, okay, the verse, uh, Jude, <laughs> tw- uh, one chapter, so Jude one twenty says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. I mean, for me, guys, that's like, that's one I can definitely point to for my life. Like, yeah. I don't think, you know, probably most of us could raise our hand and go, you know, there's nothing that our God can't do. I believe it, 100%. So did that one dude who said, Lord, you know, I believe out my unbelief. Like, he gets it, yeah. you know, right? He understands us. Yep. Yep. Scripture says, it's Psalms, I don't remember what it is. Look it up. He knows our frame. He remembers that we're from dust. He knows we're prone to wander. It's just how it is. It's just how we are, okay? But I dig it, not because I'm that way, but I dig it because he understands me, and he's got this for me to overcome me. Yeah. You know, what what I think of when you say that is, I mean, I think all of us can relate to moments when we have no idea what to pray. Because sometimes when you're in the heat of it, when it's, when it's hitting the fan, sometimes our minds can just be like, I don't know. I don't know. And part of that comes down is, uh, what I think of is, we are both in the world physically, but we're citizens of heaven. And sometimes there's hard moments where we feel more a part of this world physically than we are spiritually a part of heaven. And that's where it comes down to when you're driving down the highway and your, your, your van's spitting oil like it's your job. I like how you said that. Like it's its job. And, uh, and you're just like, I, I don't have any faith for this moment. And that's where this comes in. 100%. 100%. I mean, we all have, you know, moments like this, I'm sure of it, that we can point to and say, man, yeah, I could see it. Maybe, maybe it's just now the light's going on. I don't know. I mean, I just really felt like the encouragement for us guys is the onus is not on us, okay? Let me share a real quick story, another one. I got a bunch of them, but that's not the point. I was praying for my daughter one time, right? We're back in the States now. She's 16. Probably drinking too many of them stupid monster energy drinks, whatever it was. It's like 1130 at night. She comes into my room, and she's just got terrible pain, you know, and it's kind of around that area of the appendix maybe. I don't know. My wife wants to take her into ER. Oh, nobody wants to go to ER ever, especially at 1130 at night, right? So I'm not lying, man. I was kind of annoyed at that time, well, I was because, look, at that time, my daughter was doing some stuff, so she was annoying me with some other things already, so all of a sudden, it's like, she's really Heather again? You know, like something else now I got to deal with? I'm, I'm like, all right, all right, hold on a minute. Just wait a minute, honey. So let's pray. Let's pray first. I mean, why wouldn't I, right? But no, hold on. I don't want to go. I laid hands on her. I prayed in the Holy Ghost. And then I hear, speak to that. Say this. Problem solved. No ER visit. Come on. It's praying in the spirit, praying with understanding. I mean, guys, the word, there's so much in the word about what I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm just trying to share because 
I, you know, I, I, there's some things going on in my life that I should be hammering with prayer and the Holy Ghost, and I'm not. That, Father, help me change that. Because what an, un, what an unbelievable statement to say that we can pray the will of God, the perfect will of God. It's a heart shot in hunting vernacular. Like, that deer don't move a foot, man. It's a hit every time. You know, I kind of dig that because I don't dig me that much sometimes. My thought process, what I'd look like, how I feel about myself, none of that gets in the way of the Holy Ghost yeah. when it comes to praying in the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, His Spirit dwells in us, okay? If you're born again, His Spirit dwells in us. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Yeah. We dig it, we know it. The encouragement for us right now, I believe, is... I mean, I know the light's gone on, you know, for a lot of us more and more. Um, in Luke eleven thirteen, it says, you know, if we know how to give good things to our kids, if it's us being who we are, we know how to bless our kids and give them good, good things, how much more? He says, well, the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're his kid, man, that's us, that's you. If you haven't asked for that, man, my encouragement, we're going to have some time here at the tables to pray with one another and talk or whatever. You, yeah. But, man, if you haven't said, yes, Holy Spirit, I, you know, whatever, you, whatever it looks like in your mind to ask to be baptized in his Holy Spirit. See, this can be a part of your every day and every situation. Yeah. Praying for stuff. Constantly, that without, I mean, man, sometimes, guys, we can pray really sounds good and everything, and it's the word. I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying there's a way not to miss, okay? There's a way not to miss, and that's the way. Yeah, yeah. I think. Come on. So I think there's two, there's two takeaways from this moment in this conversation, and then we can head into table discussion if you're ready. Uh, the two are... There's moments when we might not have the words. So in that moment, praying in the spirit, which can sound like uh, gibberish or babbling is what the Bible talks about, where words don't even make sense. It's just more sounds and different things like that. If you have questions on that, I can answer them personally. Um, but moments when you're just praying, when you're by yourself and it's just you and God and you're talking a language you don't know. The second thing is there's moments where you rely on the spirit to direct you with words you understand to pray about a situation. And I think both of those are powerful. Come on. So uh, did you have a table, a question for us to go at or how do you want us to go into this table, Tom? Boy, I didn't think about it, guy. I mean. I can get it if you I, want. I, I, I don't know. I mean. Uh, you cool if I just take it and direct table time? Course. All right. This is this is what I'd say to do. First of all, there are some there are some of us in here where we're in moments where we don't know what to pray over a situation. If someone at your table is in that situation, pray over that guy. Let's pray over each other because there's power when it comes to binding together as men over a situation. If if there's no one at your table that's in that situation, let's talk about what it looks like to be more in connection with the Holy Spirit so that we can be directed by him. And part of that, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, part of that is we've gotta be in the word to know his will, to be able to be connected with the Holy Spirit to pray his will. 
Amen? And I'm going to end with this last thing that Randy said last week, and then we'll go into table discussion. If you don't pray, you don't have a prayer.